1: Are now in the underdog sports fantasy hour. I am Josh Dunn, joined as always by Father Anshu Kana. Anshu,
0: how are you? I know you're
1: a couple of weeks into fatherhood, my friend. I'm, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've talked about it a lot on this show, and it's probably not something our listeners necessarily need to hear about, but I'm always anxious to talk to you about it. Uh, so, how are things going so far, my friend? How are you feeling? How are you feeling about week 13?
0: Good, man. Thank you. Yeah. Father, are Just to be clear, that is not a, a relation to any, uh, any demo, any, uh, demographic, any religious, uh, situation, but yeah, Thank you for clarifying. Doing well. <laughs> not a member of the clergy. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm doing well, man. Uh, like gotten a chance to carve out Sundays to watch football, had the little guy watching his first Packers game last week, which, uh, Was enjoyable, obviously, on Sunday night against the Bears, so he got an early entry into what it's like to be a Packer fan against that specific franchise, and it's been good. How's it going with you on your side?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Trubisky looked good, huh? (laughs) (laughs)
0: he's got yeah again early entry into what it's like but yeah that's uh that was fun that was it was a really fun game for me I'm sure for you as well
1: oh yeah you know I had a lot of a lot of guys going in that one and honestly we're excited because this is the last week for us in you know the majority of the leagues that that people are in this is the last week of the regular season here in fantasy and somehow you know with with all the COVID stuff that's happened and you know we had the, the kind of the scare with Steelers Ravens this past week that ended up getting played and, you know, it pushed back waivers and all that, but we were able to get every game in and, and that seems like, you know, barring some other significant breakout that they're, they're working it out, even though it's, you know, clunky and it's frustrating. And, you know, you're having to weave. I mean, I know I had a bunch of Ravens that I couldn't play because of COVID and it, yeah. it works out, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough, but uh you have to kind of finagle your way through it a little bit, but it's, uh for all things considered, it's, it's, it's been, as good as it could be expected under the circumstances, I would say.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I know, I sensed the frustration from you last week and our you know, we obviously talk all the time about this stuff and it it is, it's, it's just annoying. And, you know, like you look at the schedule and the fantasy playoffs now, you know, like the NFL does care about fantasy. And I think that that honestly is part of why they, they did play. They've been like making sure to play the games and, being very clear about which weeks the games are attributed to um, because that game is on Wednesday and the Ravens were originally scheduled to play the next day against the Cowboys. Right. And so yep. like, I, I don't know. I, I think that um, it's, I, I just hope that it doesn't complicate things in a really weird way. Cause like we've had a lot of weirdness this year outside of COVID. I mean, you've got like the Taysom Hill, experience with ESPN having them having him eligible at tight end, which is a joke. And I know you agree with that. Hated that.
1: Hated the Hinton situation. I started Hinton in a league. That was stupid of me, but
0: yeah. I mean, he got started by our buddy at league too. And it's can't really, I don't know. It's, it's such a mess, but at the same time, like it's, I think, you know, and we've talked about this repeatedly, like there are, there are opportunities for creative minds that come out of all this stuff. And so, you know that's what we're trying to help with and we're you know honestly when we talk about this stuff it it you know makes me think about different things that I might approach um either dfs or fantasy with so again like fingers crossed that nothing happens in the fantasy playoffs that really like significantly impacts things down the line but it's been an odd season. I'm shocked we've been able to get through. It looks like the full regular season with no true issues.
1: Let's hope it keeps that way. So we're going to look at BovadaSportsBook.com for all the lines. We're going through each and every game. We're not, we're, we'll are not. we touch on the stories from last week as we walk through, but we're going to try to kind of get through this a little quickly. We know, we know we're know we recording a little later in the week. There was no Thursday game, as Anchu alluded to. So we're starting with Sunday. We're starting with the 1 o'clock Eastern noon games. Let's go to Saints at Falcons You know, aren't you? A lot of people are picking the Falcons here that I've I've listened to. I was watching uh, Good Morning Football, and I think half or more than half uh, took the Falcons. I like it because you know you you get some objective personalities. I think Burleson's one of the better former stars uh, when it comes to objective analysis as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I I like this matchup. I know you know we're supposed to get Julio Jones and Todd Gurley back in Atlanta. Uh, Bovada's got the line here at uh, three. So for the, uh, in favor of the, the, the uh, visiting Saints, and uh, we got an over-under number at 46. You know, Obviously, you expect a lot of points, but Taysom Hill, it's been kind of an interesting project. He's had the rushing touchdown, so he's been a decent fantasy uh, starter at the quarterback position. Obviously, you, you mentioned the tight end situation, but uh, I don't know what to expect out of Atlanta. Ridley, you would expect to have a big game, especially if Julio's banged up or can't go. Um, but outside of that and Kamara, you have the, the kind of the sure shots. What do you see in this game?
0: Well, Kamara has not been a sure shot in the Taysom Hill era because Taysom Hill's stealing all these touchdowns and Latavius Murray suddenly is like burst onto the scene. And so it's, it's like the, the saints are one of these weird COVID slash injury related oddities that have been tough to kind of figure out. And remember the Taysom Hill thing all started with them playing the saints or playing the Falcons two weeks ago. And the Falcons were kind of like hanging around until the second half. So I mean, Atlanta seems to be playing hard for Raheem Morris, and it does look like um, Julio Jones is going to play. And, you know, like if you, you look back, they obviously had that terrible start, but, you know, they beat the Vikings. They should have beat the Lions. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Broncos. They, had, they hung in there with the Saints, and then they absolutely blew the doors off of Oakland last, or uh, the the Raiders last week. So, I mean, Atlanta's like not a bad team right now, and I think that there's going to be a lot of, Motivation to beat these rival Saints, especially after the way that the like the Jameis Taysom thing happened a few weeks ago. So I'm very interested in this. I I, I'm surprised that so many people are going with the Falcons, but like it it would not shock me at all. And like you said, Taysom Hill's passing stats have been horrendous. He's still yet to throw a passing touchdown this season.
1: Yeah, he hasn't looked great, which has obviously impacted the uh, volume that you would expect to see out of Michael Thomas and Jared Mm -hmm. Cook. And you mentioned Kamara, kind of his numbers dropping as well. So. It does change the dynamic of that team, and which which kind of just leads me to a quick question about the the Saints. I mean, obviously they expect to get Drew Brees back at some point. I know he broke like a thousand of his ribs, but um, what what do you see? I mean, is this the best? I, mean, I I don't think anybody could say this is the best team in the NFC with the uncertainty at the quarterback position and with Taysom Hill, you know, essentially being what he is without you know with with Drew Brees in the game. He's just doing it from the quarterback position more often.
0: Yeah, I. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't gone to Jameis more. And it wouldn't surprise me if one of these games, the same like say they do lose this week and Breeze is still looking like he's, you know, two or three weeks out. I mean, wouldn't you I, I know what you would do, but I, I feel like mixing the two of them would be like a good idea. I mean, we have not seen any kind of real threat out of Taysom Hill from the passing game. And, you know, I know that he's built more like a receiver, but like, at some point, all those hits are going to take their toll, aren't they? Like, he can't just keep playing quarterback. And so, I, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, as a as a fan of a team that's an NFC contender, I think, like, the Saints are easily the least scary, scary of the other contenders, in my mind, because of Taysom Hill. And even when Breeze gets back, I mean, this was not a classic Breeze season, and who knows what he's going to be like when he, when, like you said, he broke all his ribs. Like, I, can he drive the ball down the field? He was already having trouble with that. So I, I, I kind of feel like the Saints are in a really bad spot right now.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's a weird situation there at the quarterback. And it's just, you know, it depends on how that plays out and how Drew Brees comes back. Cause he, like you said, aren't you, he hasn't exactly looked like the Drew Brees of old and he hasn't looked very sharp, similar to what we talked about with some of the reg- regression with Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. So let's go from a contender Big contender in the NFC and the Saints. Let's talk about two non-contenders in your division, at not The NFC North. Uh, that's the Lions and the Bears. Now we talk about injuries in this league and COVID, and you know these are two teams that have really been impacted by injuries. The the Lions might get back DeAndre Swift this week. Uh, they they won't get back Kenny Galladay, who you know it still just baffles me that he never went to, on the injured reserve. Uh, the yeah. Bears have said they're going to start Trubisky again, but they do have two questionable receivers. Um, in Darnell Mooney and also Alan Robinson, it sounds like they should both go, but the bears oddly favored here. You know, I know Matt Stafford still got the thumb issue, got a really low number at forty-four and a half. and I just, this, this game, I don't know. Aren't you? I, 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 I have a few of these guys in fantasy. I don't like the line. I, this is a complete stay away because I could see Detroit putting up points and I could see them, you know, getting, getting shut out. I, I just, I don't know what to make of this game. These two teams are so inconsistent. Uh, I do think Trubisky's better for the playmakers on the Chicago Bears than Nick Foles is. But that aside from that, it doesn't excite me that much. I just I don't know. This is this is a, a coin flip to how it's going to go for me. What about you?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I love picking against the Bears. But I think when you look at, you know, motivation at the end of the season, the Lions obviously fire Patricia. They fire. Um, the GM. And like, it's all, it's all over it from that perspective. So Daryl Bevel now takes the reins, but that doesn't really change anything for the offense. It's the same offensive scheme. And like you said, it's it, when they've not had Kenny Galladay, this is a completely different team and it, and it shows unfortunately. So yes, they add Deandre Swift back, but I, I don't know. I, it's just, this is, I agree with you complete stay away. Um, the, the bears are actually still somehow in the hunt. And so, you know, you got to think that at home in crappy weather like that, they'll be more likely to bring a little bit of juice to the game. So, I um, mean, Safford may not even be in Detroit as his comments this week alluded to. So I don't know. I, I, I think I lean with the bears and, you know, from a fantasy perspective, yeah, like Trubisky, <laughs> we've, we've said this a lot over the last two years, but like he can definitely, whether it's in garbage time, like he did against the Packers or just over the course of the game, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna suck on the field, but like from a fantasy perspective, he he brings value to the players around him and to himself. So I think that there's um you know, from that perspective, you just gotta hope that Allen Robinson plays and then I think that they're all like somewhat startable against a, a Lion Z that has just been horrible.
1: Yeah, that's no doubt about that. All right, let's move on to one of the more uh exciting games of the weekend. I I, I don't know, you know, if either of these two teams are for real yet, but the records show that they are, and that's the Browns Titans, aren't you? This is a big matchup in the AFC playoff race. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I the Titans just kind of keep get playing this game of tug of war with my confidence. Uh, the, the the Browns need to beat somebody to, to, to don't really show me anything. Obviously, they're one of the best run games in the NFL. I just you know this is a game that's exciting for me because you know there there can be some separation created in this one, and we talk about that a lot throughout the season but you know now we're drawing here toward the the close of the regular season and these two teams are right in the thick of things so Titans on Bovada are five and a half point favorites big number at 53 uh Denzel Ward's still out the Browns banged up on defense I kind of expect the Titans to bounce back which the line would suggest but I don't like five and a half points either so I I could see this being a field goal type game either way with kind of another coin flip I don't know which version of either team is going to show up how do you see this one going
0: yeah, I agree. I think that they both, like, had the Browns played the Titans schedule, I don't think it would have gone as well as it has. But, you know, the Titans are beating good teams. Like, they're they're doing what the Browns haven't done. They beat the Ravens, they beat the Colts. Well, I guess, are we sure that the Ravens are good? I don't know. But, you know, in the meantime, yes, the Browns have racked up eight and three. But even in those games against not great teams, they're barely winning. I mean, they barely beat the Texans, they barely beat the Eagles, and then they had to hold off a furious Jags rally last week. So, I mean, it, this is a big game for the Browns. I do think five and a half is too many. So I like Cleveland from that perspective. But um, in terms of like straight up, it's hard for me to to picture the Browns going in there and beating Tennessee. That would answer a lot of questions people have about them, I think, um, and myself included, and obviously you. So, yeah, I I, I lean towards Cleveland plus the points here.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a believer in the Browns, but if they win this game, they're at least a legitimate playoff team to me. And and it, I I, I think of the same with the Steelers. Like I know everybody's telling you know they're undefeated and we'll get to them, but I don't I think they're as good as their record suggests. I mean their schedule has been an absolute cakewalk. So has the Browns. Obviously they're playing a very similar schedule to the Steelers. I don't I, I don't mm-hmm. even think the I don't even know if I I believe that the Steelers are the second best team in the AFC and with Dupree going down we'll get to it again but yeah. I just I don't know. They haven't played anybody. They haven't proven anything to me even in the games where they're winning which we saw, you know, against Baltimore, uh, basically Baltimore's JV team. They barely <laughs> pull it out. They barely beat the Jaguars. Like I just I don't know. I don't I don't I'm with you. I we'll we'll get there. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think the Titans could could solidify themselves as a contender in the AFC and the Browns could, could solidify themselves as a legit playoff team. I still don't know, even if the Browns win this in a tight one, you know, by pounding the rock, I, I still don't know that I'm there with them. You know, winning a playoff game or really being able to make a run, but they are le- legitimately a playoff team to me at that point. So I, that that's why I'm so excited. You know, as objective, you know, I, I I don't have a rooting interest on either side here. Obviously, I'm a, a negative bias on the Browns generally, but yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just excited to watch this one for sure.
0: Yeah, I am too. I, you know, this feels like that classic Saturday, although the schedule will be different this year with three playoff games for conference, but um, classic like three, six, four, five type afc playoff game right in the wild card round that you get these two teams that are like oh yeah that'd be fun to see one of them keep it close in the second round but like one of them gets a first round win and you know it helps keep the coach hired for an extra year or whatever that's what this game feels like and so i think this could definitely be like one of those wild card game type previews for down the line
1: yeah that's saturday afternoon it's that very first
0: about yeah yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Miami. Uh, on, on she Bengals uh, go to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Uh, Bovada's got the line at ten and a half, forty two and a half's the number here. We don't know who's going to be at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Tua has been practicing on the limited basis all week. Obviously, the Bengals going to stick with Brandon Allen after he fumbled away an opportunity to to, to kick a field goal. They needed fifteen yards uh, at the end of the game last week, and he uh, he fumbled on the first play of that drive. Um, very Bengals way to lose that game. Uh, I've kind of just—I I was sitting there watching that game, and, and uh, you know, obviously, like I'm—I'm I'm with my brother, and he's you know laughing, and I—I was just like, you know, honestly, I had kind of had fun watching this game. We kept it competitive. We lost, which I wanted them to do, and Brandon Allen, for the most part, looked fine. I, we knew we we're we're not going to be good. I just—I don't know. At this point in the season, I'm just like, whatever happens is fine. I don't care. It just you know, let me see one or two touchdowns during the game, and I'll be content. But yeah, we we need Pene Sewell. Uh, you know, I, yes. if we lose out, that's the ideal scenario. If we lose out, we have a better chance of firing Zach Taylor. I don't know, you know, what else to make of this season. But this game reminds me of Halloween a few years back on Thursday Night Football. I saw the re, uh, replay of Gio Bernard reversing field, going backwards about 20 yards, and then scoring a touchdown. That game went into overtime. I was at that game for the first wow. one and a half quarters. Got kicked oh. out because a friend <laughs> of mine named Ben Nagel that you know because he was <laughs> – he, he, a Browns fan, was trolling um, Miami Dolphins fans at their own stadium and got us kicked out of the game. So reminds me of a very, very interesting time in one of the most exciting games that I was walking around for an hour and a half looking for our car in the parking lot. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've oh got for God. this game. How do you see it shaking out? <laughs>
0: that, I mean, that is that is really good info right there for making a pick. I That's amazing well. <laughs> so, I definitely bring that up. Um, yeah, I mean... I like, again, you, the theme of this week has to be motivation and the Bengals have every reason not to like play hard, which I, you know, that was the same thing last week. And I know that the Giants started Colt McCoy, but they, their defense came out and played, you know, pretty tough. And so I think that that's, I don't know, that's, that's a good sign. I don't know if you want to see that, if you want Zach Taylor fired, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know how you don't take Miami here. Like I, I, like, just expecting Brandon Allen to not play very well. And I, I think that, um, you know, the Dolphins, I don't know. Like, why I don't know why they would rush Tua back for this particular game. You know, and it sounds like they're going to try to play him with the bad thumb that got banged up again in practice this week.
1: But, I think it's the right yeah. move. If he's healthy enough to go, this is the best chance you have to give Tua a game where he can actually have some success and get some momentum. I think it's more about That's that true. than it is about trying to rush rushing back against a bad opponent. Cause sure. Fitzpatrick could go in and throw three touchdowns and two picks and beat the Bengals by 20, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and b- not, not really prove anything more than what we already know. And then Tua comes back and, you know, whoever they're playing next week, I'm not looking at their schedule right now. I'm sure it's somebody better than the Bengals Jeez. and that, there you go. Fairly. And Fairly you're throwing fair. Tua into a situation where he's up against, you know, not the best defense in the league, but one of the be- one of the best, if the, not the best team in the league. So yeah. I think this is an opportunity if he's healthy enough. Now don't rush him back if he's not, but if he's good to go, he's throwing the ball, he's got zip on it. This is a team I'd want him to get some reps against because the Bengals defense has been Swiss cheese all, all, all season pretty much.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I bring, I, yeah, that's, that's a really good call. I feel like they're, that this would be a good game for them. The only reason I'd be concerned is that if he's banging his thumb on helmets in practice, then like, in know, in, you know, a, a real game, I'd just be concerned about aggravating it. Only if though, you think that he's even better than Fitzpatrick, which I'm not, he's I'm not sold on. He's definitely so been. yeah, I don't, I just don't get it. Right. The, the dolphins are seven and four. They're still in play in the division. It's going to be hard, but they're certainly in the playoffs. And so right now, and so like, why are you waiting? I, I understand that you want to see what you've got down the line, but you've got like a real shot at doing something this year. Like if they can rattle off a bunch of wins, say they just lose to the Chiefs and they win the division, like you're, you're squarely in the mix at that point. And so I don't know, that's, uh, I'm with you on not loving what I've seen of Tua, but you also have to see what you've got in him. So we'll, we'll have to see how the rest, this is the, one of the most Interesting teams, I think the rest of the way for that reason alone.
1: Agreed. I uh, yeah, I I think they win this game handily though. All right, let's move on to Jaguars, Vikings. On there's a lot of games this weekend with very wide spreads. This is another one of them. Uh, Jaguars come in on Bovada as ten point underdogs in Minnesota. Fifty one's the number here. I mean, I guess Glennon looked serviceable. Uh, It sounds like. Uh, Gardner Minshew is healthy I wouldn't be surprised if Glennon doesn't play well to start this game we see Gardner Minshew again take over the role for the rest of the year but you know like I said Glennon looks serviceable James Robinson is still the fantasy phenom phenom this year he's probably going to break every rookie rushing record for an undrafted free agent that's just insane and then Minnesota looking to get uh, Dalvin Cook back to his fantasy you know number one overall stature because he's coming off of kind of a tough matchup from a week ago, so what do you see here? I mean, Kirk Cousins has kind of been the, the, the thing I've noticed from Minnesota that's been a lot better, even without Thielen last week, who was on the COVID list. Uh, he did enough with Justin Jefferson. I I don't know. I mean, Minnesota has been a tough they've been a tough story because they started off obviously really rocky and then they want, rattled off some games, but they still don't look consistent enough to me uh, that they could even make some some type of playoff push here toward the end.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're again they're in the mix too, but that loss to the Cowboys to me was just such a dagger cuz that's such an just an obvious win. You got to you got to beat that team at home, you know, like A for my survivor but B for their season. So, <laughs> and then they barely beat the Panthers last week and, you know, I like the Panthers are a, a team that is just like I don't know. I feel like they're a great bellwether for whether a team is real or not cuz they're playing so hard and Bridgewater. They're great and spoilers,
1: you know, they're, they're, they're just, yeah.
0: Yeah. They're, they're a good test. Exactly. So, you know, Vikings are five and six. This is not a great test against the Jags. I fully expect them to win um, and to win easily and to cover this. But I, I think that, you know, figuring out what they are down the stretch is going to be pretty interesting because I think they could, you know, they end up in that matchup where they're playing like the team that wins the NFC East. They've got a great shot at winning that game with Dalvin Cook. But you mentioned Cook. I, they, there have been a lot of kind of strange comments over the last week about him, I think where he just says like i 'm not fresh like I'm, i 'm oh yeah he 's banged
1: up he's. he's i mean i 've been watching a lot of their games he 's taken some serious hits i mean and he because the way he runs and hits the hole just like yes. a lightning bolt, he is just taking so much contact, whereas you know a lot of these other running backs, they just don't have the burst that he does. And he's he's running full speed ahead into the middle of a linebacker. Like, it's, you're going sure. to take your bruises. And obviously, he's had injury issues in his career. But, you know, it sounds like he's had ankle issues. And we obviously know he dealt with hamstring uh, early in the season. He, he could be very well banged up. And do they lighten the load like we've seen, you know, the Packers, for example, do with Aaron Jones? It's certainly possible down the stretch, which will frustrate fantasy managers relying on him to bring them to a title.
0: Yeah, and especially if they if they were to lose one of these games, I mean, there's really no incentive for them to keep riding him out. But right now, they're very much in it, and so I expect them to keep giving him it. But you're right, like, it seems like every game I watch, for whatever reason, he just, like, comes out of the game. I'm sure it's because of the ankle. Like you said, it's just, like, that general soreness. But, you know, you want your guy to be kind of ramping up at this point the way we're seeing with, like, Antonio Gibson and obviously Derrick Henry and some of these other guys. like that is not what we're seeing out of cook and i'm not saying that he's gonna fade off but it it does it would scare me as a cook owner because of what you say because of how violently he runs and just the general concern i'd have with his health
1: yeah i mean you want you're expecting 20 points a week out of him and that's a high target to hit every week and and you saw last week he lost most cook owners he lost them the game and it's not like he had a horrible game he still had 61 yards but it wasn't the it wasn't Dalvin Cook. It wasn't it wasn't that type of game, and it's because he's banged up. So we'll we'll monitor yep, it. But absolutely. yeah, that that could be a story to watch down the stretch. All right, let's okay. move on to a, a really. I mean, I think that, that a bounce back opportunity is necessary in this one. It's the Raiders on the road uh, to take on the New York Jets, and obviously the Raiders are, are road favorites. bovada has got it at eight forty six and a half. The number I started Derek Carr for Lamar Jackson last week. Wow. Boy, I mean, I I, I ended up winning because I got lucky and Derek Henry went off. But Derek oh, Carr man. last week was one of the top streaming options at quarterback against the Falcons. He fumbles three times, fumble lost, lost three fumbles last week, and he just looked horrible the entire game. If there's a, mm-hmm. they're 6-5, and five, they're still in the playoff hunt. They absolutely have to win this game. But to me, they don't just have to win it. They have to do it convincingly. Eight points isn't enough of a spread here for me to see that the Raiders are back. That is just unforgivable to lose the way that they did to the Falcons, and Derek Carr is really the reason for it in my eyes.
0: I completely agree. And especially because Josh Jacobs comes out of that game and we you know he's not playing tomorrow, it looks like. And so, um, you know, it's, man, I, like, I agree this, that was one of the most shocking scores I've seen all season. I was just absolutely sure that Oakland or the, God damn it. The Vegas <laughs> was going to go, was going to go out there and, you know, just do their Vegas thing, especially the way that they have played against the the chiefs a couple of times this season and, you know, beating the chargers and Browns and, you know, beating some good teams I, like that. That was a scary sign for me because I was ready to say, like, look, if they they can go and handle their business against some bad teams. Like this is a team to watch out for in the playoffs, like even even against the Chiefs, just because of the way that they played against them the two times this season. But when you put up what they did in that game with or without Josh Jacobs for any amount, it's just embarrassing. And uh, yeah, that sucks at UN car, but that would have been a no brainer start for me, too, against you know, a pretty terrible Falcons secondary. So that's, yeah, this is, to say this is a bounce back opportunity is, you know, the ultimate understatement. They they need to go and cover that spread and win by a lot, I think, to, to restore any kind of uh, expectation that anyone would have for them.
1: Yeah, the knife—the knife twist was. I picked up Fitzpatrick as well, and I had him starting until about ten minutes before kickoff. Uh, you you no. make some mistakes, you win some, you lose some. I tried to get cute. Yeah, uh, the That's, Jets, though. The the Jets that. Jets receiving core in this one, aren't you? I, I would. I would. Yeah. I, I know you're making a decision with that. I. I, I am too. I've got uh, Perryman in the league that I'm starting. I just, you know, you, you could look at any of those three: Crowder, uh, Perryman, and and Mims. Yeah, I think yeah. any of those guys are a decent option against this Raider secondary, who really just can't stop anybody. And, and so, when your secondary can't stop anybody, your defense really in general can't stop anybody. You got to score points, and if Derek Carr's fumbling the ball three times and giving it away, uh, you know, against the te- the worst defense in the NFL, in the Falcons uh what what are you gonna do I I just yeah I don't know they've got they've got to get it right and the Jets defense really for for as bad as they are as a unit as a team that they're not the worst in the league at the defensive side of the ball so
0: no no we saw them on Monday night play pretty tough against that Patriots team I know the Patriots aren't world beaters or anything but they you know that's the only I'll admit the only game like fully I've I've watched the Jets but it does feel like with those three receivers and a healthy Sam Darnold like there's, uh, yeah, I'm making the decision. Like, I'm I'm going with Denzel Mims, I think, over Kiki QT, which is, you know, that it's not really where you want to be in Week 13, but I think that that's, that's – those guys, Perriman and Mims, are really interesting down the stretch because they signed – you know, they they put a big number on Perriman this offseason, and I think that they had hopes for him. And, you know, Adam Gase, I, he's not coaching for his job. He's going to get fired. But, like, you know, he's coaching for his next job. And yeah, he's Sandor, coaching for a job. I yeah. wouldn't hire him to clean
1: the dishes in the uh stadium at all. I wouldn't I wouldn't hire him to sell hot dogs.
0: That's an idiot. That's, that's so true. Yeah, he's he's terrible. But, you know, if they do good down the stretch with this what is perceived to be terrible team, like, you know, there's there might be a chance for him to be the assistant to the, you know, offensive coordinator or something <laughs> somewhere. So, I don't know. There's and you know Sam Darnold same kind of thing. Like he's get, he's trying to get a, be potentially the future of some other organization and so I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to, to jump up and cover this or at least make this game one of the more entertaining ones on the slate.
1: And that's the most time we'll ever spend on the New York Jets on this show. Uh, let's move on. Let's last up. last game of the early <laughs> slate, Colts-Texans. This is another AFC South game <laughs> that I could see going either way before the Texans lost their entire receiving core in one fell swoop. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, the Texans have been playing better. Obviously, we know that. Colts, I, I, They again, this team – up and down so much this year they've been so volatile uh i just don't know which version of the colts we're going to see I, I think this could be a shootout the colts defense looked a little more suspect i mean we've, ex- we've we've expected the colts defense to be good and then they've had a few of these games like you know packers uh put a number up on them and they they've had a few of those games where they just titans where they've given up a bunch of points and you're like well, well, mm-hmm. what is this colts team is the, is the defense their identity it's starting to Starting to look like maybe it's not as much as we thought. Um, so I've seen 3 uh, bovada Bavada's got it three and a half in favor of the Colts. Fifty-one's a number. I don't think anybody would have thought this was fifty-one if you would, if, it, if this game is played, you know, a month ago, it's not going to be a fifty-one.
0: No, not at all. I, yeah, that's it's a really good call. They played. Uh, oh, they haven't played this season. Weird. Okay. Yeah. No, the last two weeks, Colts defense, thirty-one to the Packers, forty-five to the Titans. To your point. So that's. That's not going to get it done. You're right. That that would be their identity. They do bring back Jonathan Taylor, which I think is going to be more of you know that's kind of what they want to be. I I think is just reduce the possessions, especially against the Texans team, who's you know really their only strength is and it's a big one. But just Deshaun Watson throwing the ball over the yard. But also to your point, who's he throwing to? I mean, is it QT? It's like Cobb's out, Stills cut. Um, Fuller's Cooks playing. Steroids. Cooks
1: is playing better of late, but he's not a number yeah. one receiver.
0: No, no, and, I mean, you David just, Rhodes will be
1: it, shadowing him the entire game, I would assume.
0: Probably, yeah. I mean, and David Johnson will be back. I could see the under hitting here, actually, now that we talked through it because, like, David Johnson's back, and they just, like – I just don't know who they're going to be throwing to. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think I lean with the Colts, all that being said. And you're right, like, this is such an AFC South week. You talked about the Titans earlier. What do we have in them? What do we have with the Colts? What what are the Texans, you know, probably just bad. And, you know, I I don't know. I I have no feel for the for any of these teams really. But I think I lean here with the Colts.
1: Yeah, I just hate that. I, I mean, I've I've said it all year, and I've said it since we've been doing this together, my friend. I just hate that division so much. And I this know, is a game yeah. that I just I think the Texans are going to win because of this division. Wow, I, just, I think it. they're going to win it straight up. The
0: last two weeks you've had some good uh, out of nowhere calls, so like maybe this is this is this week's.
1: A blind, deaf, and dumb squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> all right, let's go <laughs> on to uh, this. Is now we're getting into. The later games uh, you know so we've got some some rough games in the early slate we've got some fun ones in the afternoon slate uh we've got the Rams and the Cardinals to start things off on shoot sure. this is a big game for both of these teams Rams they're just another team that just you don't – what are we getting out of them week in and week out? Now it looks like Cam Akers has finally taken hold of the backfield when it's too late to matter, and they, it'll probably be Henderson this week. And so I'm off on the, their backfield again. Jared Goff is the most inconsistent, frustrating quarterback from a fantasy perspective, and the Cardinals won't throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. And now he's going up against Jalen Ramsey, and you're not going to be able to. So I I don't I, – this this game, I don't know. Show me Show me – what I don't know, help me figure out these two teams. The Rams are the favorites on the road, two and a half points. I think the Cardinals are going to win it straight up. 48's the number. I don't know. You tell me, tell me something. I, I, this game, I want you to tell me what's going to happen in this game because I don't know.
0: <laughs> all right. I'll tell you what's going to happen. First of all, the Cardinals have lost three of their last four, and the, but the Rams have also lost two of their last four. So these two teams come in, like you think about NFC contenders and the kind of the ebb and flow of this season, I, I do feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of bounced back and forth but I think this week is one of those Rams weeks. Like I, I think they come up off the mat. They did not look good at all last week, but I think that they, they jump back. I, I think that they'll slow it way down, which is not the way that the Cardinals want to play. And then, like you said, the great mitigating factor, although Hopkins historically has actually been pretty good against Ramsey, better than you'd think probably better than anyone as, which isn't surprising just because it's Hopkins, but um, you know, like it's not going to be the script that the Cardinals want to play. They're not, they want to play up and down. And with Cam Akers emergence and with how good the individual matchups are for the Rams defensively, I think that the Rams are going to win this game. It's going to be, not going to be a super convincing one, but I'm seeing like 27, 20, that kind of thing. I I do think that the Rams are going to be able to clamp down what makes the Cardinals great, which is when they're able to toss the ball all over the yard and play that like fast break you know, basketball style offense. So give me the Rams in this one.
1: Do you think Kyler's injury is a little worse than the team's letting on?
0: Yeah, I do. I really do because, like, I you know, the deep balls have just been non-existent. And I know that some of that is weather-related. Um, but, you know, like – and that's why I thought that the Patriots were a decent bet last week just because, like, that that team, that, that stadium, that team is, is just – it's not the way that they want to play. And I think that there's more of the same potentially coming this week in that like the Rams are not, you know, they're not really built to be like your classic, like California up and down team. Like they're, they are like more to me, their identity this year has been when they're at their best, they're grounding and pounding. And then they're able to play off that with, you know, some of their trickery and Robert Woods has been incredible at at that specifically. So, yeah. And I think that I I do think that like having Aaron Donald is a problem for everyone, but especially against a guy like Kyler Murray, when he's banged up, because, you know, if you're favoring your shoulder, I don't know. You'd be you'd be thinking about the guy coming up the middle the entire game.
1: Yeah, and and if they don't win this one, their playoff chances are starting to look a bit more grim as well. But mm-hmm. either way, mm-hmm. either way, big game this weekend with some serious implications. All right, let's move on. One. Yeah. Definitely, let's move on. Stay in that division uh, with the Seahawks uh, hosting the Giants uh, in Seattle now. Uh, the Seahawks, obviously, are kind of in, in position to to still play for that one seed in the NFC. I know that your Packers are there. We know that the Saints we talked about are, are kind of in the running there as well. Uh, but uh, the Seahawks, big favorites here. Another one of these games this weekend that's got a big line at 10.5 here on Bovada. Uh, Giants are starting Colt McCoy. You don't expect many points out of them. Actually, I would say the Seahawks are one of the better defensive streaming options this week. Uh, frustration here for me with the Seahawks is the the wide receiver position. Obviously, DK Metcalf has been one of the top in the league, but there's always that game where you have the locket game. And and if you're a locket owner or a DK owner, you're frustrated by the other guy. Now you have Josh Gordon potentially being reinstated. Does he get looks Did they work him in? I don't know. Uh, It's just, you know, fantasy wise, obviously they're a great team offensively Uh, fantasy wise. You have Carlos Hyde vulturing away from Chris Carson. Who's finally now healthy. I don't know. There's just a lot of that going on with Seattle, which is frustrating for fantasy owners.
0: Yeah. Seattle's annoying. They, you know, the whole big beginning of the season, let Russ cook, whatever that, that just has gone by the wayside recently. I mean, they're still bombing it all over to Metcalf every time they pass, but they're, they're running way too much. I think this is the game where you'd probably see them run even more. Um, So from a fantasy perspective, it's not fun, but you've got to, you got to fire up all those guys and just hope. Yeah. I I think you're onto something with Josh Gordon. I wonder if, you know, he siphons some of that stuff away from Metcalf because they, the way they've used DK has really been like when I think of Josh Gordon's best, it's driving the ball down the field and that's where Metcalf has really thrived too. So maybe they do just use both of them and it doesn't affect him, but it would, it would be a problem for me from a fantasy uh, owner perspective. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, obviously I think the Seahawks just blow the doors off the giants here at home. And I think this could be a massive Chris Carson game. If they ramp him back up, that was frustrating too, is like as a Carson owner just to see, Carlos Hyde actually looked, like, pretty good, too, yeah, last week. Yeah, he has looked and good. He's, I had no idea. Like, it's so weird. You see these, like, journeyman guys who seem like they suck, and then they go put on a different couple colors, and they're a completely different back, and that's kind of what we've seen out of Hyde. So I know it's not fun from a fantasy perspective, but, like, I think that if you've got the receivers, I, I wouldn't be expecting a huge game out of the Seahawks this week.
1: I'd love to see a uh, Bovada line for Josh Gordon being suspended by the kickoff of this game because <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him at this point in his career. It's just like every time you hear his name pop up in a positive light, it's back in a negative light immediately.
0: For sure. All
1: right, let's yeah. move on to Patriots Chargers. This is the later of the afternoon games. Uh, there's two of them here in this slot, but we've got uh, one-and-a-half-point favorites for the Chargers on Bovada, which is a surprise mm-hmm. to me. Obviously, the Patriots have to fly across country Uh, which, you know, we've seen that affect teams in a negative way. And the Patriots offensively just cannot find an identity. Cam Newton, he just does not look good throwing the ball. He's had a lot of turnovers this year. Damian Harris has emerged as their primary running back, but they refuse to give him touches around the goal line for the most part. And then with the Chargers, Austin Eckler being back, and, you know, Keenan Allen and, and Herbert, the story there, I don't know. It's just the Patriots' defense is not the Patriots' defense of last year, and we've said it time and time again, but I do think the Chargers will be able to move the ball relatively easily in this game.
0: I do too. I like the Chargers. I should have learned my lesson many times over this season, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, And maybe, maybe the Chargers just tank this one to get a better pick next year. But like, I, it seems like Anthony Lynn is probably a lame duck coach, right? I, I think so, certainly coaching for his job. Yeah. So if that's the case, they're gonna they're gonna be playing. They're gonna be playing hard, and they're just. They're just too good, you know? Like, they're they're too good to be this bad, <laughs> record-wise, I think. Like, they're, when you talk about all those pieces that you mentioned, that's a lot of guys, and that's not even getting to the defensive side where, you know, Joey Bosa's been incredible and, you know, all the other guys that they have, Casey Hayward, et cetera. And so, I, like, when you look at this matchup, I just think that, you know, you've got – if they start scoring points, I don't see the, the Patriots being able to keep up in you know a, a high-scoring or even medium-scoring matchup with the way that Cam's played, as you said. So, And by the way, I have no idea what's up with him. He's just, he looks so banged up. They look so dysfunctional. And the fact that they're able to just scrap wins together is really a testament to, I think, to Belichick's defensive ability. I, they, they're they a joke right now, the Patriots are, in my mind.
1: PFF predicted this week that Cam Newton is going to sign with the Bengals this offseason which is oh. the most off the wall. I didn't get it at all. I mean, maybe because you look at the Bengals' backup quarterback situation and it's just as laughable yeah. as it is. And that you, you, you want to bring in a veteran and nobody else is going to want Cam. Maybe that, that happens, or, but I still don't see but,
0: it. Yeah. unless, no there's there's literally no no scenario especially i hate
1: when those those just absurd like hypotheticals (laughs) come out it's like oh that that makes zero sense whatsoever but sure let's do it yeah why would he ever do that yeah no that's that's dumb nonsense all right Anshu, let's talk about a game that is near and dear to your heart unfortunately i'm starting both quarterbacks in our two quarterback league in this game not for (laughs) not for the one that you're rooting for but for the other and that's obviously Carson Wentz, the oh. Green Bay Packers are at home in Lambeau against the Eagles who are now on life support. They come in as nine-point underdogs on Bovada. Your Packers should run away with this game. Uh, I, I like everybody on the Green Bay side of the ball. The Eagles, I, I just don't know. I'm, I, in that two-quarterback league, I w- made a desperation waiver ad and got Jalen Hurts just because I'm so worried yeah. about what happens going forward in these fantasy playoffs with Carson Wentz. Cause on every play, it's like when, when I uh, would start Jameis Winston for the Buccaneers on every play, I'm like gasping, like what, what's going to happen. And honestly, at the end of the last game, he gets the Hail Mary that Richard Rodgers catches one hand. And I'm like, wow, it's like, it's, it's reminding me too much of Jameis Winston. I think my next, my next couple of uh, seasons, I'm just taking my first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Uh,
0: it's not, Hey, that's, that's happened in our league for sure. So, um yeah dude I I have no idea you know that I'm generally a Wentz guy like I've I've thought that he'd be so much better than he's been I he is broken something's up with him and Peterson Press Taylor's calling plays for them in the second half I like man I I have no idea at least Carson Wentz is rushing the ball though five carries for 42 yards last week um and you know I don't know that that Seahawks defense is playing a lot better over the last few weeks. So, you know, maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know. I, I expect this game to have some points. So I think both those guys are going to be fine for you, especially the one on the other sideline. So I, I mean, MVP. Cox,
1: MVP, man.
0: <laughs> so good. this year. He's just so he's, he's been unreal. Like it's, it's, you know, there was a play in, uh, I think, his second touchdown pass against the Bears where he, he play fakes and he's rolling left and gets it to Mercedes Lewis for a touchdown. And it literally looked like he was bored. Like, things are just wide open for him. I give LaFleur a lot of credit, but he's been, like you say, like he's just been tearing apart good defenses, destroyed the Colts and the Bears the last few weeks, which are two supposedly good defenses. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I think this team has a lot of potential to – to make that big run that we're, we're all waiting for here. And so um, I I don't know this year it it opens up for them in that conference. So I'm, I'm hopeful, but for this game specifically, especially Fletcher Cox is out. Aaron Jones is a guy that just sort of been kind of forgotten. I feel like this year, and I'm expecting him to do big things in this game too.
1: Yeah, we've seen a lot of that coy, coy, Aaron Rodgers smile after a lot of touchdown passes this year. And when you see that, you know things are going pretty well uh, for him and for him and the Packers. And I mean, it's just not making a lot of mistakes, making it look relatively easy. I mean, th- these are the things we we all you know put put uh, Patrick Mahomes on a pedestal for and. I think Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers has, has largely also kind of gone under the radar. I know his numbers are there. I know he's leading the league in touchdown passes, um, but I just, I feel like people kind of got away from understanding that he's one of the best in the league. And I think that mm-hmm. we're starting to work our way back to, to, to saying he's there, but I, I think it's been kind of a slow willingness for people to, to, to jump back, back on the bandwagon as to him being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But if you're not, if you're watching these games, it's impossible to ignore how easy he's making that position look and how hard it is.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I know you watch pretty much all of them. And, uh, yeah, his – he is on just – their offense is just so on right now. They're – really the only time that they haven't been on was, like, the second half of that weird Bucks game. Even the beginning of that, they go, jump out to a 10 nothing lead. So, I'm interested. What, what's your thoughts on the NFC right now? Like, I, I, let's not forget about that Colts game. They didn't – the Packers weren't able to close out. They do have a very iffy defense. So, like, what's your – What's kind of like your hierarchy in terms of the, in the conference right
1: now. The NFC to me is really fun right now. I mean, I, I, I don't have a read on who I feel like is going to win it yet. I'm just, I'm not quite ready to commit to anybody. I know we talked about the saints. I know we talked about pretty much everybody in the logjam up there at the top. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously nobody's picking the giants. I, I think that <laughs> one, one of any of the, four or five teams there in the NFC could come out of it. But I, I would say the Packers are my favorite for sure. I just don't, I don't trust the Seahawks defense. <clears throat> the Rams have been inconsistent. The Buccaneers have been inconsistent. Uh, the Saints, the quarterback situation worries me quite a bit. I just think, you know, aside from the Packers showing, you know, defensive, uh, you know, their, their defen- defense has been underwhelming to a large extent mm-hmm. this this year. I mean, that's, That's something that they need to figure out, but I don't know that any other team that we talked about has a better offensive situation than the Packers, and I don't know that their defense is worse than the Seahawks defense or, uh, you know, the Rams who have looked suspect at times. Obviously, they have a couple big playmakers, but they still have some holes as well. And the Buccaneers have gotten burned uh, quite a few times when we thought maybe they had the best defense in the league earlier in the season. So, yeah. um, I you know, if if the defense is the biggest weakness, they're not the only ones at the top of the NFC that have that problem. So I would say they're my favorite right now if those key weapons in – uh, you know, Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Jones and, and you know, even, even Jamal Williams, who they love to use as well. If they stay healthy, this is my pick in the NFC.
0: Wow. Love it. Yeah, I think, I guess my point on that is I is, first of all, love it. Second of all, the one seed is just so important. You know, like I just keep saying it, but it's the truth. Like not having to play that first round game, even if it's against the Giants, like whoever it is, you know, if you're the two seed, you got to play right now the six seed, which is I think it's gonna be the Rams or the you know the Cardinals, you know it's gonna be a tough game, and so to like just get a buy out of that is so so helpful, and especially if you've gotta to go to green bay in in january i I really think the packers need to get that buy badly
1: all right uh <laughs> let's move on to Sunday night football aren't you Denver at Kansas City, another huge huge line here, thirteen and a half is the spread in favor of the chiefs here on bovada uh I don't know denver you know they stink. And Drew Locke is not the quarterback of the future and their whole quarterback room got COVID because they can't follow rules. I just assume that the chiefs are going to run away with this one and people are going to be done watching this game by the end of the first quarter.
0: I think so. I, I would completely agree with all that. I, the only reason why maybe it becomes interesting is like Denver basically just being pissed off and the Pangio's defense being, being able to sort of slow them down, but they're just so damn good. I mean, the, It just seemed like last week was one of those, like, all right, if we decide we want to get our stuff together, like this is how it's going to look. And to to post those numbers, like we're all numb to it. You know, we're all numb to the Mahomes experience. But like when you see what he and Tyree killed in the first half, it's just like, is this real life? Like this is, this is not supposed to happen this way at any level of football. So it's, it's just absolutely wild.
1: Yeah. I, I just, there's to me, Regardless of the loss, I know they lost to the, the the Raiders. This is the NFL; those games happen. This team just feels like a so like light years better than the undefeated Steelers. I just, I it's 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 not even close to me. Uh, which leads yeah. us, you know, right to the Steelers. I I just they're eleven and zero. They haven't lost a game. You know, you play the schedule you have at your disposal. They lose Bud mm-hmm. Dupree, who you know was potentially on pace for a defensive player of the year consideration. Uh, you know that that's going to impact them in a big way, I think. And I just, I don't know, uh, you know, if they're that caliber at eleven and zero. The, the game against the Ravens to me is telling. They just couldn't really do much offensively. I know they were missing Connor. Uh, you know, obviously they've been a little bit banged up, and you know, Roethlisberger, as always, is playing through some minor injuries. Uh, but but I, I don't know. This is not the game. This is not a test. They're playing another weird mon, you know, Monday afternoon, four o'clock start. Here central time. So we're not going to, this isn't going to be the game that they lose in my opinion. Um, But I just, I don't know. I'm obviously I, I I would love to see them lose. I just, I don't see this team as a super bowl caliber team when you have the chiefs in the AFC and see what they have been doing to teams and how many different ways they can beat you. Tell me, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. I obviously there's, there's a little bit of bias there because of my despise of this organization. (laughs) But I, I don't know. I just don't see it, on you? I, I I see a line of seven in favor of the uh, in favor of the Steelers. Bovada doesn't even have one posted right now. Um, I don't know. I, I I just Washington's not very good, so this this game's not one I'm going to rush home from work to try to get the, to, to try to watch early.
0: <laughs> Agreed. I yeah, this isn't going to be the test next week at Buffalo could be an interesting one. They also have the Colts on the.
1: the You're forgetting calendar.
0: someone. I know, yeah I am. <laughs> immediately skipping over that one that would be amazing if you guys ended their undefeated season but um sure. you know and then they do play at the browns which it's weird i didn't even think about that as a big game but it, it probably is that last game of the year i uh, i'm with you i i think that now that bud dupree is out they're they're done to me like I, I don't see them being able to have what they need to to keep up with the chiefs like i just don't i if they if that game is in pittsburgh and the weather's really happy then okay fine maybe they would they can keep it close and make it like a rock fight and maybe it's an interesting game that they're able to pull or not an uninteresting game that they're able to pull out but i don't know i'm i'm off this i i don't think that they can hang and uh you know maybe that's just recency bias or my uh sort of like peripheral bias that you've applied but i i don't know i i don't think that they are that group and you know we should give a little bit of a nod to how good that Ravens defense played in that game. But yeah. that being said, like, it's just, they're going to play defenses like that in the playoffs. I, I could see the Colts beating them. I could see pretty much anyone. Beating I could see, them, I though. could
1: see this game being closer than seven points too. I, I the, like Washington's yeah. defense is good. Uh, I just, I don't, I mean, obviously the, there's been the emergence of Antonio Gibson. Like does the, does the loss of Bud Dupree allow that to kind of creep its way into being relevant in this game, even though their defense mm-hmm. is so good. Otherwise possibly, uh, if they're mm-hmm. creative in the ways that they get in the ball. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, you know, I, I don't, the Steelers each week they play whoever I, I never expect them to blow anybody out unless it's Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know. Where, where do you rank them? Like, all right, let's take the cheats out of the picture. Just in the AFC, you think they're the second best team. is probably, they're pro, it's probably them, but they're, but, but the they're
1: Ravens no, they're not, they're not like a long way ahead of a healthy Ravens team. Uh, yeah, you know, the it, Titans, even the Colts mm-hmm. are probably right there with them. I don't Bills. know. The yeah, Bills will we'll see next week, which is exciting. I, yeah, I, I, they're yeah. not, to me, they're right in that mix, even though they haven't lost a game. And I, I don't know. I think the Bills will beat them next week, but
0: I do too. I was just going to say, I, let's, let's pencil that one in for next week, depending on how those two teams do this week. I think that that's, that's one to watch for sure.
1: Man, what are some with these transitions this week, aren't you? Right under the Bills, 49ers, the Monday night game that were supposed to happen. Um, Bills obviously you know, could use the road win. The Niners are playing in Arizona now, I guess, because yeah, of, yeah. of statewide rules or or is it city rules, whatever, Santa Clara. Um, yeah. So the Niners obviously have a big win a week ago against the Rams. They need a win to stay in playoff contention and for me to get George Kittle back, which I, I need very much. <laughs> Uh, but oh, they could man. go back to 500, and you know, if, if if Arizona loses to the Rams, the Niners can somehow win on Monday Night Football. We're we're back to having an interesting conversation. I'm I'm surprised though that the Niners are favored here on Bovada by a point. I, I don't I don't see this as a coin flip. I still think the Bills are the better team. Uh, you know, but Debo Samuel looked really healthy. Looked good last week. It looks like they want him to kind of be the centerpiece of this offense without Kittle. And Mostert and and kind of getting back to that stable of running backs with Jeff Wilson Jr. and and Mostert being healthy now, uh, they're they're interesting yeah. again. And I, you know Richard Sherman had an interception in that game. He he said after the game, "We're the team nobody wants to play right now. We're we're getting healthy, um, so it's interesting." Forty seven points. I, I wish we didn't have to watch Nick Mullins, but other than that, the Niners are interesting to me.
0: They're interesting. They're they're dead. We proclaimed them dead earlier this season in terms of their Super Bowl hopes. They are not the team that I wouldn't want to play. I'm sorry. I'm not there with that, but you know, they're, they're definitely good enough to make the playoffs at this point. I mean, are you going to tell me that the Vikings are better than clearly better than them? The bears. I mean, these are the teams that are kind of at the periphery of the, you know, the edge. And like you said, I think the Cardinals are the seven seed right now too. And the, you know, the bucks have been terrible. So I don't know. I mean, like they're not dead from a playoff perspective and yeah, with bringing all those guys back, they, I think offensively, they're definitely more, they're definitely a little bit of a threat. I mean, Mullins is horrible. You're right. But if they can bring back Garoppolo and Kittle, you know, they, they are for sure like a a team that can win a game in the playoffs if they're, if they're able to get there, but they have to win this game first and I'm not super confident in that. I I think that they're, I don't know. They're, they're like, there's just so off and on, but I do think that they're on the upswing. So this should be a really fun one against the bills. I think that's a big game for both teams and, um, you know, like I'm, I'm fascinated by it. We finally get a good Monday night game. I was
1: just going to say that it's, it's about time we get something worth watching on Monday night football, real Monday night football, not this, you know, COVID junk we've had all year. Yeah.
0: Right. I do like the bills though, by the way. I, I yeah. was kind of surprised at that line.
1: Likewise. All right. We'll round it out with Tuesday night football. Um, another, you know, COVID push, uh, the Cowboys taking on the Ravens, the Ravens, you know they should get Lamar Jackson back john Harbaugh 's been mum about that uh, for obvious reasons. The cowboys you know still kind of spiraling down into a, the dumpster fire that this season has become, but dalton has, has looked a little better these last couple games you know zeke 's still struggling to find running room uh, they just have too many weapons to get the ball to in fantasy, and you know their weapons have really just fallen off since uh, since Dalton went down with that concussion, even though He has looked a little bit better. It's just there's too much of spreading of the wealth going on and just not enough firepower for me. I think the Ravens need this game. It's a must-win for them. I think they use it to get right as long as Lamar Jackson's there. Now, if he's not there, if he's not starting and – they're they're going to you know RG three again. Who that was an interesting experiment. He did that have that one fun run, but other than that, he, yeah. he looked pretty terrible throwing the ball. They pretty much all game. To Go to,
0: yeah, he was horrible. They have to go to Trace McSorley because RG three is <laughs> on the COVID list too. Yeah, be,
1: uh, so. best best QB rating uh, for any passer with at least six <laughs> pass attempts so far this season. Trace McSorley. Oh my god! Yeah, that
0: that'll hold up. Actually, it <laughs> might hold up against the hours, Yeah, good point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I think that this is an absolute must-win for Baltimore, and I'm, I'm with you too on what you said earlier. I, I think they're the second-best team in the AFC still. Like down the line, if they can get everyone healthy, which they're slowly getting there again, um, you know, they're, they are the team you want to talk about a team no one wants to face. I mean, Lamar Jackson at full strength. I look, they. That being said, they have not looked good at all this whole season. But, you know, they're playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys, last time we saw them, it feels like forever ago. It was on Thanksgiving. They looked terrible. Oh, boy. Against Washington. So bad. So they were so bad. That might have been uh, the worst
1: Thanksgiving game I've ever watched. Unless you had Antonio (laughs) Gibson, that game was just an absolute atrocity.
0: I made the incredible mistake of looking too much into the Cowboys beating Minnesota and started that defense on Thanksgiving in a league that obviously they got me negative points. So that was fun. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm done with the Cowboys. I think that the Ravens will absolutely dominate this game, but you're right. Like don't, and I will say one thing about the, the receiving core that you brought up and he is like in his games that he's been active. He's been, targeting Amari Cooper quite a bit. So, I mean, if you've got him, I know you're probably starting him anyway, but I think you'd start him with a little less trepidation than maybe you did with any of the other jokes that they had starting. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Cowboys have just been uh, kind of a sad story. It started with Dak going down, and it's just been – it's, like, gotten, like, more laughable every week. And Zeke, I I just – you know the the, the it happen. I feel like it happens so often when a running back signs a big deal, and then
0: mm-hmm. they
1: they just have like a down year. And you know Mixon's doing the same thing this year, and it's like this is you know Le- Le'Veon Bell's career fell off after he held out, and like yeah. I I don't know. It's like you, you, you guys are giving all of these guys reasons to, to te- teams reasons not to pay running backs. You know, stay healthy. Tomorrow. be productive yeah. and uh yeah it's not happening so the shelf life sure. of running backs is just becoming less and less which i know is a theme that we've talked about time and time again but when we close out this show with on shoe week 13 that's our predictions in the books anything you wanted to add obviously this is a big huge week i know i have one of my leagues i'm in seventh i've got a must win i need one team to lose Ooh. for me to make it and for me to win other than that i'm i'm sitting pretty i've clenched in three of my four i'm i'm, I'm okay On how you how you looking in your leagues
0: yeah, you're, in ours. You're you're not only clinched, you're like locked into your seat. I think so. There's basically like no mobility for you, which is like a. It's just it's funny to yeah, like no be that no, spot. no uh, buy
1: though no buy
0: no buy not this not this, but day hey, you want to talk about a dangerous team going into the playoffs? That's that's one that I don't want to play. But uh yeah, it's fun. You know, it's like I, I've been in. I'm in a good spot. My four, I'm three of them, I'm, I'm in. One of them, two of them, I'll. Oh, sorry, three of them I think I should have a buy-in. So that's it's a good spot to be, but, you know, anything can happen from here on. You're, like, you're just trying to, like, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of, like, trying to build a little bubble around the possibility of COVID impacting my players, you know? Yeah, you so have like, to right now. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's such a different type of season, and, um, you know, it's, it's just hard. It's hard to navigate, but it's been really fun, and luckily I think it sounds like both of us have, have done pretty well. So, yeah, and, you know, I'm enjoying watching, like, in our league. It's just there's a total shit show for who makes the playoffs. And I, I think it's such a fun time to like watch the rest of your league mates, you know, and, and kind of like watching the lines be drawn in the sand. And, you know, for you, especially like seeing who might, you might match up with the next round. So um, it's fun. And this is, this is a crazy week, but luckily, yeah. You know, the other thing that I hate is that there are still buys this week though. Like it's just yeah, so frustrating tough. that that's the case. Yeah. I've got half but, of uh, my
1: roster from bucks and, and Panthers, but whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in yeah. at the three seed. So it doesn't really, go. it doesn't really hurt me that much.
0: Yeah. There you go. So good luck though to everyone. I mean, this is the, this is what you do the whole season for. So don't like lazy off here at the very end because it could be the difference in the, this round. And that's
1: Absolutely. All right, Anshu, week 13, we're looking forward to it. We will see you guys ahead of week 14 and very many of you's fantasy playoffs. For Anshu Khanna, I am Josh Dunn. Our time has come to an end on the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour.